From Up North News, I'm Pat Kreitlow. Let's have some headlines and commentary and talk about Wisconsin tonight on this Thursday, January 14th. The stories that we've been following that you'll find at upnorthnewswi.com. We'll start with a daily coronavirus update, which thankfully nowadays is becoming a daily vaccination update. We are approaching 200,000 doses of COVID-19 vaccine administered around the state. And we now know uh, the breakdown of that is about 170,000 people have received their first dose and another 26,000 have received their second dose. New cases numbered around 2,200 and that brought the seven-day average down to about 2,500 new cases a day. Hospitalizations were down slightly, uh, but there were another 42 deaths and the death toll from the pandemic in Wisconsin is now 5,000 290. Now, in our newsletter Friday morning that goes out, and you can sign up for that at our website as well, uh, we'll compare the first 14 days of January to the first two weeks of December, November, and October. You'll really see where that surge was in Wisconsin late in 2020 as we uh, compare the number of coronavirus cases and the number of deaths. Well, the vaccine is going out slowly but surely, in large part because there is no single federal plan, and so states have been wrestling with distribution. You'll recall we had a story earlier in the week where the Evers administration and Department of Health Services officials put out that call yet again that they have the infrastructure to put out the vaccine, but they need more of it. Well, on Thursday, the Assembly Health Committee held a meeting to grill the Evers administration and DHS officials to try to find out why the vaccine is going out so slowly. You can imagine what the answer was, but we're going to review it uh, as well with a little bit more detail. And this will be slightly involved, but maybe if you want to explain this to somebody in your family or friends about what's happening with the vaccine, uh, here's the crux of the issue. There are these groups that are prioritized for the vaccine. Right now, the first group called 1A uh, includes frontline healthcare workers, long-term care residents, and staff for long-term care facilities where the coronavirus has been spreading rapidly. So that's group 1A. But the way the federal government has been shipping the vaccine reportedly is based on total state population size. So what that means, one example that was given to the Assembly Health Committee today, is that Wisconsin and West Virginia have about the same number of people in their Group 1A, but because West Virginia has a higher population overall, they're getting more vaccine. So they're going to take care of all their 1A people before Wisconsin, and so Wisconsin's going to catch heat for not getting their 1A people done faster, but Again, it's because of the way the federal government has decided to ship it. So now the debate turns to who is going to be in Group 1B. For the most part, it's going to be people who are elderly. But where do you draw that line? Wisconsin is going to draw the line at age 70. Federal guidelines say you should actually do 75 and up, and other people want it to be age 65 and up. Well, the 70 and up group in Wisconsin will be about 176,000 people when you put other people into 1B, educators, child care providers, um, non-EMS, healthcare workers, the developmentally disabled. But there's one more group that's going to go in 1B as well, and that would be prisoners. And of course, here come the politicians saying, wait a minute, so you're saying our grandma, who's 65, can't get the vaccine, but a prisoner can but the prisoner inmate group is right around 20,000 people. It's a pretty small group, but it's very concentrated. 
Almost half the prisoners have contracted COVID-19 at some point. At least 25 have died, and another 2,400 corrections officers have tested positive for the virus and have spread it throughout their hometowns uh, before they get symptomatic. So it's worth your while to take care of the inmate population. But just bear that in mind when you see this false uh, debate coming up of grandma not getting a vaccine, but the inmates do. It's working through, but those priority groups are set that way for a reason. It's common sense, which sometimes is no match for the common conservative politician. Speaking of which, we looked into some of the local Republican Party websites around Wisconsin to see if some of the violent rhetoric was still out there. It is in posts, in websites, in remarks that are made. And our Julian Emerson has a report on what you can still find, what you can't find anymore, uh, but basically showing that there is still work to be done to turn the temperature down with folks who still falsely believe the election was somehow stolen. But they believe that because people in high places pass that along. Ron Johnson, Tom Tiffany, Scott Fitzgerald. Wisconsin's newest congressman, Fitzgerald, was part of a WISP politics forum on Thursday, and he said he has no idea who's to blame for the riots in D.C., or at least for the pro-Trump mob uh, getting out of hand. But Fitzgerald, again, you'll recall, like Tiffany, actually voted to reject the state-certified votes that came from Arizona and Pennsylvania, and they both said they would have voted to object to Wisconsin's vote total if it had come up for a vote in Congress. So giving more fuel to that false fire of, of an election being stolen, it's going to take a while to turn the temperature down until some of the people advancing that myth for these past two months knock it off. On a much lighter note, over at upnorthnewswi.com with the Packers playoff game coming, we asked Mary Bergen to write a report about some of the uh, haunts around Lambeau Field, the uh, Packers Heritage Trail, uh, some of the places where players used to hang out, uh, where she did too briefly as a sports writer uh, in her younger days. So look for that story and much more on our website, upnorthnewswi.com. From the editor's desk, I'm Pack Wrightlow.